0: Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. In a global economy, what's happening overseas has a significant impact here on our soil. We've seen it with fuel prices, fertilizer, and it even rings true for feed. I talked to Erin Bohr. She's a pork economist with the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Erin, with the Russia-Ukraine situation unfolding, what is at the top of your mind?
1: I think it's the same as everyone. It's just another level of uncertainty and volatility. We've already been impacted by high input costs. That seems to be the area with the most likely implications yet again. And so amplifying some trends that were already underway, whether we're talking higher fuel, gas, fertilizer prices, obviously there are are many implications here. But for me, it's uncertainty and perhaps most immediately on things like currency and a stronger U.S. dollar. And on the input cost side, uh, again, on energy, fertilizer, which trends that were already underway. When we have a tight balance sheet, uh, with supply implications against pretty strong demand for a lot of these products, whether it's you know gasoline or fertilizer, uh, any type of wrinkle on the supply and even supply chain side just adds to further inflationary pressure on the cost side of the balance sheet.
0: So from a producer standpoint, will margins be tighter, or will the cost of pork increase so that you know there's still some cushion?
1: Well, and that's where that's where things get a little bit messy. On the pork side of things, specifically on the meat trade, Russia and Ukraine are fairly isolated. Russia is now a net exporter, and the impact there directly with Russia and pork looks rather minimal. Ukraine is a net. Importer of pork, but it's mainly from the EU. So again, hard to see real direct impacts for North America. Canada has also been supplying some pork to Ukraine, but rather small volumes. On the supply side of pork globally, I mean, you're just you're looking at other bigger factors than Russia and Ukraine, and it still circles back mostly to China. And the situation there with the rebound in production as they've come or managed with African swine fever. And so you're still seeing that decrease in Chinese demand for imported pork really hitting on the European situation and so you have deflationary price pressures on the pork product side in China, and Europe, and a completely opposite situation here in the U.S. and really in North America. We have such a tight supply situation here in the U.S. and strong demand outside China that that's kept our prices for products strong. And so perhaps, you know, that insulates us from negative margins. But you do see that inflationary pressure on inputs for farm and livestock, which is going to take the edge off, if not... Cause some profitability challenges for some.
0: Yeah, thanks for explaining that. No, and I'm glad you brought up African swine fever. Is this unrest making it difficult for biosecurity and keeping ASF out of other regions? Yeah, impossible
1: for me to say right now. I mean, we know that ASF has been present in Russia for a long time. And in not only in Eastern Europe, but of course, the cases in wild boar have continued in Germany. And there was the finding in, in wild boar in Italy. So certainly for Europe, this remains a massive challenge and doing everything they can to control it. But you know, it's largely a wild boar population issue. You also have domestic cases in the pigs in Romania, for example. That's been one of the, call it, domestic side hotspots. And in Russia, Ukraine, again, impossible for me to say, but I know there are some concerns about what might be the farm level impacts. And I think of this more on the feed side, just because of their importance on the feed grain situation globally. But I'm sure there will be questions on the biosecurity side, too. I just uh, don't know enough to say right now. To me, the bigger possible implications are on feed, and that's because of this region's importance globally. So Ukraine is the number three global exporter of both corn and barley. Again, if we look at China, the main suppliers of corn to China are the United States and Ukraine, and that's it. Uh, Russia is the number one exporter of wheat. So The trade on the feed side, not only with China uh, and Ukraine, for example, on corn, but also for the Europeans. So again, that European hog sector, which is challenged, again, with relatively low prices, they rely on feed out of Ukraine and to a lesser extent, Russia. Again, you can see some concerns on the input side in the European market, which is already having challenges from a rather, relatively depressed pork market because of that lack of demand from China.
0: So everything's pretty interwoven here. Oh, yeah. Well, in a global economy, it is. Anything specific, any specific messages to the Midwest or Wisconsin pork producers in particular?
1: Well, I think for us, again, on the, the U.S. pork market is pretty insulated at the moment. And perhaps that's a benefit of our really strong Western hemisphere. So we've seen strong demand on that side of the equation and fairly limited production on the supply side of the equation. That has kept our pork prices elevated, and I don't really see that changing. And so, again, we've already been in this kind of dichotomy of the pork situation in Europe and China, which has been completely Almost separated from the situation in North America for since mid of last year. All of this sort of chaos, you know, is one way of looking at it, it. It still looks like it remains separate. I'm just watching more on, again, really on the input side and some other negative factors possibly happening more so for our competitors than for us here stateside, for better or worse.
0: That's economist Aaron Borer with the U.S. Meat Export Federation, giving us a pork industry outlook amidst the situation unfolding in Russia and Ukraine. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap.